Welcome to Learning It's Personal, a podcast of the Winston-Salem Office of Personalized Learning. Okay, we're here today speaking with a couple of our SEL folks from the school district. Uh, if you can take a second to introduce yourselves real quick. I'm Kathy Fitz-Jeffries. I'm the program manager for Safe and Drug-Free Schools. And I'm Amanda Walker. I'm the program specialist for social, emotional, and academic learning for the district. Excellent. So we're here to talk a little bit about student uh, relationships, teacher-student relationships. So one of the first questions that I have for you is, why do you think relationships are important? Why do you think these student-teacher relationships are important uh, to building classroom culture? And um, what impact do you think that it has on learning? Well, it ties into the social-emotional learning initiative that we are moving forth with in our district. Um, social-emotional learning, an easy way to illustrate it is if you have a child who has not eaten since yesterday afternoon and they come to school the next day, they are two plus two really doesn't matter to them if their stomach is growling and they just don't have the energy to focus on that work or if they've been up all night because there's been domestic violence in their home and they're not sure if their mother's going to be alive when they come home at the end of the school day. They're distracted. And what's really crucial is, is having that teacher-student relationship so it's not a what is wrong with you, but a what is, what's happening that may be interfering with your learning or with your ability to focus in school or with some of the behavior that you're demonstrating. Um, and how can I help you? And, and as um, Castle um, points out, one of the core competencies is around building relationships. And it's, we need that connection. We need right. that guidance. And it really makes all the difference in the world, not just for students, but for teachers as well. Excellent, thank you. Did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, sure. I think as, just as a former classroom teacher, when I've known my students, I've not only known how to help them better academically and what strategies work best for them, but also I'm able to um, dig a little bit deeper in different ways. So I think about behavior. I had students that had some challenging behaviors. <laughs> When I really know a student and what their experiences are and what they've been through, them laying their head on their desk doesn't seem like non-compliance to me because I know that they didn't get proper sleep um, because of outlying circumstances. So um, that's one aspect for me as a teacher. The other is my students are going to be more engaged, more motivated if we have a good working relationship. Um, so I think it's just very important and they're going to feel like a part of my classroom community. Absolutely. So um, you two ladies run a lot of the uh, Panorama Ed and SEL um, data around the district. Can you tell us a little bit about what that data tells us about our students and our teachers in this district? The, the data is um, very rich. Um, the one area in particular is it focuses on school supports. And within school supports, we uh, get feedback from our students regarding their sense of belonging as well as um, their perspective of teacher-student relationships. And as we have that data and we're looking at it from a district level, we've learned a lot um, just knowing that when we're looking at elementary school students, they feel a lot more connected um, to their teachers, 
and they have a, a better sense of connection at their schools. So the panorama uh, data results for the um, SEL school supports, third to fifth grade, teacher-student relationships as, is at a 72% favorable rating, and which puts us in the 60th to 79th percentile nationally. And for the sixth uh, to 12th graders, it is a 55% favorable rating. That goes lower for the 20th to 39th percentile nationally. For the sense of belonging, our third to fifth graders are at um, a 66% favorable rating, and our 6th to 12th uh, students are at a 45% uh, rating, so it's a little bit uh, below, uh, trend is below again. With the national um, comparisons percentile the same as teacher-student relationships. I think that part of the reason that we do see such a decline when I even just think about supporting SEL and the resources available in general to the the world of education, there's not many. If you compare the abundance of resources for elementary um, level versus what's out there for secondary level, there's not a lot. And so our teachers don't have a lot of resources to pull from and integrate in their classroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, and I would also think too, it's very different because in elementary school, most students are have a one primary teacher that they're working with and as they move on into middle school and then into high school they now are rotating through classes and so they may not feel as connected right. with their teacher um, and when we're looking at the data we're looking at we end up dropping down to the 20 to 30th percentile uh, nationally with only 55% of our students responding favorably to questions regarding teacher-student relationships and um, only 45% favorable response for sense of belonging. Oh, wow. um, one of the things, this is obviously uh, across the board looking at the district, however, I encourage um, those who are listening to this podcast to go to the panorama data and look at what the response rates were for their schools. Um, because not only will you see the overview of what the percentage favorable for each area, but you could actually break it down and look at the questions that were asked, what the favorable response rate was, and look at what are the strengths we have in our schools regarding teacher-student relationships and sense of belonging, and what are the areas we need to work on. And, and that can give some ways to, to strengthen that piece. And I think if I had students who could really understand this data, mm -hmm. I would share it with them. And right. that would be a conversation within our classroom community. You guys reported 55% and that's okay. Tell me ways that I can help to improve that. What would you like to right. see from me? Mm -hmm. So it could really spark conversation that could really help strengthen that relationship with their students right. too. That's a perfect segue actually into our Last question, which is uh, getting into, so what tools and strategies would you suggest for, for teachers um, from your experiences that, that you could use to build those teacher-student relationships and create, a, create that positive classroom culture? So 
<clears throat> I think I will give you um, maybe my top three that I've actually done within my classroom and shared out a lot this year. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those are just positive notes. So just randomly, occasionally empowering my students by saying, I saw how hard you were working on this, or you are a gem, you are valued, um, just things to let them know and not always giving it to the same students, not always giving it to those students that are constantly improving, but to really be able to empower and uplift any student in my classroom. Um, the second one is, and Kathy and I talk about this a lot in schools, is really um, to increase growth mindset. There are just a couple of activities that I've created in the past that are fun to play so that the students can understand what growth mindset is while also learning how to build their own um, so that everything is positive and that they um, kind of develop a grit and they're turning negative thoughts into positive and if they fail they know that they're going to get back up and keep trying. And then I think the third for me which um, we have shared with um, I think both of our alternative settings that we've worked in um, is the baggage claim. So I just took like a dollar dollar tree bag and taped it on my door. And if there was anything that my students felt like they were bringing into class, whether it was they were upset about something that happened before or they were mad about something that another student did to them on the bus, that they dropped that in the bag. So they were leaving it at the door, but they always knew that I would go in Draw, draw their complaint or whatever it was out of the bag and that we would conference about it and they would be able to really get that out, get the advice that they needed. And I, I found that that truly, truly built relationships that they opened up to me. It, that was a powerful activity that we um, did and that was all year long. That stayed nice. on my door. I had read about a school outside this district that did it was at the beginning of the school year they had the list of students on index cards. They give every teacher uh, 10 stars and each staff member had to put a star on the 10 students they knew best. And what ended up happening was there was a group of students that everybody knew best so what they did was take the cards of the students that had minimal right. acknowledge on it and split them up and made sure that each of those children had at least one person who was going to greet them every day and connect with them and it was just so um, incredible how it shifted things because those students began to feel like they were connected to the school and that they mattered. And the reality of it is, is that that's just what all of us want, to matter to someone. And that connection makes all the difference in the world. Absolutely. I think that speaks to student choice too, though. Mm -hmm. And thinking about how can I empower my students by letting them decide how they're going to learn what they're going to learn. Mm -hmm. So I think about literacy a lot because mm -hmm. that was like my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, oftentimes we ask them to respond to something that they've read, but we are writing the question down. We're giving them the prompt rather than having kind of a menu of things for them to choose from on how they would like to respond to what they've read. So just that, in my mind, that's incorporating SEL, that's empowering the voice of the student, and that's giving them some choice about what they do throughout their day. And ultimately what we know, the research uh, demonstrates how critically important it is to address the SEL um, for our students. If 
if we address the social emotional learning, what ends up happening is there's an improvement with attitude and behavior and ultimately there has been evidence that it also will help grow academic success. And not just for today too, it's for a lifetime because we're providing them skills to be able to function better and create connection in the classroom, to be able to feel better about themselves, grit, to hang in there. Well, these are a lot of the soft skills they need to move out into the world. And we want them to be successful, not just today, just for a test score, but we really want them to be able to incorporate these very important skills in their lifetime um, and be healthy um, emotionally, socially, um, physically as well. Thank you both shared a lot of powerful things, so really appreciate that. Um, is there any last comment that you want to give before we wrap things up? All right. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Learning It's Personal. We look forward to talking with you soon.